Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my YouTube channel and Two Sons uh, with the Shah. The rationale behind the channel will be revealed in the course of the conversation. So uh, stay tuned, watch the video till the end, and we hope you like it. We are going to have a number of experts come in as guests over to our show, and uh, we are going to be uh, talking about uh, the contentious issues at hand. So today, one such issue is the farms bill and the three farm uh, laws that uh, the government of India has recently enacted. So we have an expert who has chosen to stay anonymous uh, on this show, and we're going to be conversing with him about the farms bill and uh, what what does it look like, what what the future looks like. And what are the protests all about? Why are the protests centered around Punjab and Haryana? Without further ado, let's get ahead with it. So, welcome to the show. Uh, uh, driving down to your location for the shoot, I was just wondering as to uh, why do you think, and the audience needs to know because if I, as your first guest, uh, could feel that and these questions could come up in my mind, I'm very sure your audience would also be having it. So. There are so many channels. Why? Why another one on current uh, topics of uh, political, mm-hmm. oblique, economic issues? Why? I think just like you, you rightly said that there are a number of channels already on uh, the platform that talk about relevant stuff, uh, who give their opinions about relevant stuff. But however, uh, I have witnessed in my personal experience, and I also hear from uh, people closest to me that the polarization has reached its peak in this country. Uh, whether and it is observable on social media on mainstream media in people to people conversations in academia as a matter of fact which is an absolute shame because i personally feel that academia is especially one uh, such area where people should have the freedom to explore their thought process without being labeled anti national or nationalist i think that youtube as a platform provides the leeway wherein we can have a non-partisan conversation wherein we can put forth our views without uh, restraint and hope that it resonates with other people sharing a similar voice of concern a voice of reason or a voice of rationale so yeah so the main focus the mainstay uh, of this channel is going to be non-partisan we're going to be non-partisan we are not left we're not inclined towards the left the right so we are strictly center and the goal is to be as objective as we can uh, yeah i understand basically we had and for uh, some parts which you have not brought out for the benefit of your audience because uh, when you were explaining me you have you have, because of the paucity of time for a video mm. of 20 odd minutes uh, i can understand that you had also brought out that uh, sir there is too much of uh, discordant voices when it's become difficult uh, to discern uh, the right voice of reason from a cacophony of voices so probably your channel will be showcasing every week or whatever your periodicity yes. eventually becomes uh, in terms of getting one voice of reason and uh, today if i introduce myself uh, uh, see a nation of 1.3 billion people will have various viewpoints no such one singular viewpoint especially because as diverse a country as india it has got its own dynamics and i don't expect also people to have a voice of reason which is one coherent one and uh, appeals to all howsoever 
far too many times uh, the government gets blamed for doing what is right but since government is a large living organism which is amorphous it or rather i would say it is uh, shapeless it's like a shadow so occasionally it's not only that the prime minister comes on to the red fort or on man ki baat kind of a thing today right. you have got uh, prime minister modi someday you may have eventually with the west another prime minister always as the time passes by every 10 years you may have end up having or 15 years you may end up having somebody else but whosoever is irrespective of what their views was when they were not in that hot chair eventually when they will come with the policies which are required to run a government and a nation will invariably on the similar lines irrespective of who is in power irrespective of which party is in power yes i second that is the reason why uh, far too many times these organizations get on people uh, all these channels get people from uh, all walks of life across mm-hmm. section which you are trying to build mm-hmm. but they are known figures or they have been uh, retired one or you don't get currency i think so your usp is that you will you plan to get correct me if i am wrong mm-hmm. you plan to get people dealing with the subject onto your show absolutely and they can give you yes. some real insights which a, a person who is just academically or casually looking at yes the news and yes in a nutshell i'm going to try to draw distinguish the line between opinion and objectivity yeah. so opinion is shaped fiction. yes opinion can be subjective it is opinion is what you perceive of a situation based on your preconditioned ideas the narratives the narratives that are already at play in your head whereas objectivity is simply approaching an issue at hand to discover to unreveal the truth that's it god bless uh, in years to come uh, or in times to come i would say with your intensity with your sincerity i wish you all the best so let's start the ball rolling for thank you discussion. yes so farms bill 2020 what is the farms bill 2020 and what has what is the government trying to achieve this with the three uh, farm laws that it has enacted one is the farmers uh, trade and produce uh, act the, uh, the other is farmers empowerment act and the last one is an amendment to an already existing essential common commodities act so it's uh, the essential commodities bill 2020 ishan there's too much of debate and too much of discourse and too much of print uh, which would be running into lakhs of kilometers which has already been printed of this mm-hmm. so i will not uh, 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 rather state the obvious which is apparent anybody who can google today with a smartphone a super yes you don't require that so i'm not going to sketch the basic contours i'm just going to flag some pertinent questions which probably the media is not asking should have asked secondly the you have to understand that a nation has to be run by its government each time the and the government basically most modern governments work on the premise of what abraham lincoln had said almost 150 years ago mm-hmm. that maximum good for maximum number of people if maximum good is the underlying or the corners or or i would say the bedrock of of the intent behind enacting an law in this nation and thereafter 1.3 billion people can't be voice vote yes 
aspect which and it's impossible to absolute. achieve consensus between 1.3 billion for, people even for a lack of people getting them into a so called a stadium and asking a question and then making them raise their hands all for or all against mm. like it happens in school can't happen can't happen yes so you have got something called as democracy where you elect your representatives who are yeah. supposed to who are supposed to be in tune with your aspirations and they have got a ear on the ground and they understand what's the groundswell and the public sentiment and based on that and based on their judgment and based on the policies which the nation has been following irrespective of which government has been in power mm-hmm. it ends up enacting a law yes if my two three pertinent points which i'll be subsequently discussing with you here in the course of this next 10 or 15 odd minutes is that if you cannot win an aspect in parliament either you should have stalled that law because the opposition has equal voice there nobody yes. had put a gun to their head mm-hmm. with regards to not being able to articulate their pros and cons of the law and contest it to the nail but when an act has been passed in the parliament based on the previous aspirations and demands of the people i can give you various instances which i will ki in mm-hmm. 2008 also yes, there was a the same, same aspect yes yeah, same protest in punjab punjab and they had asked for the very same thing which this law has ended up enacting right. and that is the time that comment the the uh, the then congress government had uh, ordered uh, the security forces to open fire and almost 38 odd farm farmers correct me i exactly don't remember mm-hmm. the numbers but somewhere around 38 odd people had got killed Farmers. now farmers and this is under the congress yes absolutely and mm-hmm. it is now surprising that the very same government and are using those very same uh lines of argument no in the, the very same uh farmers mm-hmm. who were asking for the very same aspect which has been enacted are now using, using the very same can you can you elaborate If a little bit more say one point is that now they are trying to get this act repealed by the very same lot of voices now the shifting of goalposts is not being understood mm-hmm. your question can you elaborate more on what is it that they wanted in 2008 and how is it contradictory to what they are now raising their voice against uh, see that uh, I, I, I rather i should ask you because uh, your generation uh, this is exactly the question because by asking this very question i would have further articulated it so if you understand as to what they were asking can you just bring out ishan for the benefit of mm-hmm. the audience because they will understand the voice of a youth yes, more than a, a, a middle aged person like me as to what in few words in 10 odd sentences if you had to sum up what were they asking then and what has been enacted right. now so if i recall correctly punjab and haryana over the leading producers of wheat in the country and the minimum support price uh, for wheat so minimum support price is the price for which the government uh, buys the uh, the farmers produce and uh, at the time uh, in 2000 circa 2008 the msp for wheat was uh, 1000 rupees a quintal and uh, whereas corporates in america and elsewhere in another uh, other democratic countries were buying it for 1600 rupees a quintal so farmers wanted that their yield be bought for a higher price they weren't satisfied with the 1000 rupees per quintal that the government was offering as a minimum support price so they took to the streets to protest and demand that they be allowed to sell their produce to corporate buyers for a higher price and that is exactly what the government has 
uh, allowed the leeway to do with its recent enactments of uh, the farms bill and and it's an absolutely democratic process whether i don't think that is up to contention and in my just opinion and some what you said uh, mm-hmm. since you had asked me a question now that you i'll just take it a bit further absolutely. in the year 2008 precisely on 2nd of april 2008 farmers from punjab and haryana staged a demonstration in chandigarh and the issue at hand was rather unique the farmers led by sharad joshi was who was uh, the an mp uh, member of par- parliament and bhupinder man a uh, bk used uh, leader from haryana were uh, protesting against the central government's decision to ban corporates from procuring wheat and they viewed the fact that while international prices of wheat had gone up to rupees 1600 per quintal they were forced to sell their produce to the government buyers at msp of 1000 per quintal hundreds of so, so called farmers gathered at sector 34 and marched towards parade grounds at sector 17 in chandigarh because it's the joint state capital also uh, why chandigarh because that time haryana and punjab farmers were protesting uh, at their respective state capital at the site of the demonstration shri joshi while addressing the farmers is said to have stated this and uh, and i quote why should the government force the farmers to sell their produce to government procurement agencies at lower rates that is msp than that being offered by corporate buyers in open market unquote mm. yes. but see that the, the dichotomy of it mm. that back in mm. 2020 the farm act has exactly done this the farmers have been rendered free to sell their produce to anyone who offers them the highest price but now the protest is we want a guaranteed msp aise kaise chalega bhai why is it why is it that they are so particular about msp i think i was reading up on uh, the issue and why i was trying to uh, research why is it that farmers from punjab and haryana are affected the most and are agitated by the recent uh, laws the most so it's because uh, as per news sources it's because uh, over 80% 85% in haryana and 89% in punjab if i am not wrong so over 80 between 80 to 90% of uh, the state's produce is bought by the government of india at the minimum support price and farmers fear that with the elimination of uh, it's not it's not directly an attack on apmcs that is agricultural produce market committees or mandis but by allowing farmers the provision the leeway to sell their produce to corporate buyers apmcs indirectly as a consequence may be rendered obsolete which in turn will get rid of the msp infrastructure and farmers may not uh, live to see another day where their uh, produce can be bought for the msp because msp can be rendered obsolete these this is what the farmers say uh, is the, uh, they fear is their fears while that is true i am also adding another dimension which is of neglected in this cacophony it's getting drowned out is that look at yourself your household any household any of the listeners can discern for themselves that an average price of wheat is not more than 15 to 20 rupees a kg right at the mandis mm-hmm. when these farmers are forced to sell at that prior to the act i'm trying to bring out to you and they were at the mercies of these artias that is the middlemen right subsequently when those middlemen buy that and they sell it at a profit finally the, the same wheat when it is ground into flour and it lands up on your table in front in form of a chapati Finally, you have ended up paying minimum fifty to fifty-five rupees for a kg of atta 
of any of these brands which are famous, yeah, famous. Right. across the board, uh, counter which you can buy in any of these malls. Mm. What I am trying to bring out to you, where has those 30 to 40 rupees extra gone? To so third party commission based agents like RCS. That is the reason why the cacophony, the sound and holding this nation hostage to a medium as archaic as buns and protests mm-hmm. or, and rail roko and rasta roko is but at the behest of these very middlemen and with regards to not only these middlemen, all the people who have got a vested interest in this huge pie. Yeah, it is a big industry. The, it is uh, a, uh, it's a 3,000. In, in Punjab alone, it is a 3,000 crore rupees industry. Right. And, and just that, imagine if 1% of that is reaching somebody in the middle of the food chain. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that how much of money is being raked. And the very same farmer who is at the forefront of the protest, who has been made to stand there mm-hmm. as a proxy, as a front, is actually the loser because he's still selling his wheat at 15. So why is it that these middlemen are being able to stir fear amongst what what what, what tactics do you think are being employed by these middlemen or any other such party with vested interest? More tactics, I would say that where the government has gone wrong, or I would say that if I may not say wrong, is that in terms of that in India, with so much of polarization and with fringe lunatics mm. coming up with their mm. unique take on every issue worth meriting uh, act and subsequently taking the nation to the modern economic state that we want it to be. The problem is that these vested interest people will always fish in troubled waters because there is a huge mismatch between the person perception of the government when it's enacting a law and down till the last man in last mile connectivity a farmer on ground who doesn't mm. understand the same so some okay so moving on sir um so understanding the farmer's concerns whether they have been misled or not let's uh, take that out of the equation so that is only for god to know but Taking that out of the equation, is it possible that the ability for farmers to sell their produce, to sell their yield to corporate buyers as well as the MSP infrastructure or the APMC support, the APMC network, network can they both coexist? Is it like a guaranteed consequence that with the ability to sell to private buyers, the APMC infrastructure will be rendered obsolete? Will it become obsolete in the near future? Or can they coexist? Uh, uh, before I take on that uh, question, which is very, very pertinent, Ishan, for asking this, I would like to just say one sentence that whether the farmers have been led or misled is very clear and you we don't require God for us to explain that. What I want you to understand here is that how can it be that the very same farmers from the very same region view to which an act was enacted. Opposing then, views. No, no. They had that view in 2008, mm. which has been enacted. Mm. And now the very same farmers have got an absolute 180 degree view. Yeah, 180. Take, take a new turn. So it can't happen. So is it driven by their now, contempt for the current government? No, no. I would suggest, I would say that it is very, very apparent that now if the government does away with this then two years three years i don't know how many years that god knows probably it from 2008 to 20 took 12 years so probably in 12 years again and then the lot of 
farmers will grow up agitating that to enact what has been enacted which we unfortunately may get repealed because of this agitational politics so they have vested interest people who are having this vested interest are the ones who are driving this ecosystem right. and there's no two ways about it that yes this is politically motivated there's no two ways about it now Absolutely. politics here doesn't mean far too many times the the aspect is always when we talk in this country politics or cricket or cinema has got absolutely watertight compartments but here by politics i mean politics of interest mm-hmm. yeah the f- interest groups with fringe interests who are the ones who are going to do the same so that is the reason why this why do you think the arthias or the arthia network or the apnc so system me, is I feel mean, so threatened yes, yes please I mean, absolutely just bring that aspect out but let me first explain the first the, the second part of the question which you had asked me that at the end of the day uh, uh, how is it that uh, uh, that uh, is there a system for it to coexist yes certainly there is a there is a system for us to coexist reason is when you are laying down the msp it is very very clear that irrespective of a private buyer or these apncs whosoever wants to buy can get down to the mandi mm. and buy it as my as i understand mm. it or directly from the farmer from the farmer mm. he pays the msp and takes away aspect is that here it has been ensured that the farmer is not at a loss that because of the cartelization of these rtias mm-hmm. that's where your second question is and i get preempted by saying that the cartelization of the rtias is getting kicked mm-hmm. in the teeth by enacting this law because they cannot form a cartel and force the farmer that instead of the produce getting wasted or rotting in his field or on his crops or wherever the sources final produce that irrespective of whether they want to sell or not they will have to buy it off the farmer Mm. Speaking price. of storage I think the government of India with uh, the recent essential commodities act and uh, farmers empowerment act has also ensured that uh, these arthias or the apmcs who also provide storage and uh, stocking facilities for farmers produce do not misuse it like they have been for all of these years in this country in the sense that there's something called uh, stocking is uh, it's what apmcs do is that they stock let's say onions so they'll store onions till the prices of onions go high in the market and then they will only release it into the market when the prices are soaring high uh, ishan to be able to make more profit ishan storing is a positive word when storing turns to hoarding hoarding yes is what i want to bring out yes. here and please understand that last 30 years see every invention has got its pluses minuses the atomic energy while it can give you years of clean energy is also destructive in nature that it can build the bomb mm-hmm. similarly when we are talking about this system of cold storages please understand last 30 years the meaning of seasonal fruits and vegetables has just gone out of the window yes thanks remember the years that when you were growing up that you could find that uh, if i may say i am using common parlance hindi terms though we can say cauliflower but for the larger audience that who are going to listen to this issue though they this entire mm-hmm. episode is in english howsoever very we are talking about band gobi ya phool gobi that only in winters you used to get that mm-hmm. 
Apples you would only get in winters, or for that matter, mangoes only in summers. But now Guavas, everything has absolutely. You name anything. I just gave mm. you three representatives. All fruits are seasonal. All were seasonal. But today you see that they are available round the year, and it is unfortunate that only in the country like India that a a a a, a common thing. as mundane and as common as onion can either bring a government down or bring it on its knees <laughs> yeah. we saw that happen in 1998 yes. and since then this has become the tool of people with disruptive politics in mind here again the politics of interest not the politics of a party mm. that i am flagging that far too many times these people with deep pockets buying this cheap holding it to an extent that the market the, the price shoots up and thereafter selling it that is the reason why a onion which is sold at the mandi at 15 to 20 rupees kg when it reaches your table assumes proportion of 100 rupees where in this 80 rupees is not going to the farmer mm-hmm. that is the reason why this aspect of this act enacted law helps the farmer and the system which you asked mm-hmm. to coexist mm-hmm. irrespective of who is coming to buy the corporates oblique the apmcs they can come down to the mandi and pick it up from the farmer mm-hmm. as long as that there is a check mechanism to ensure that the mama, farmer farmer is getting the minimum right. support price. like you said you know with uh, things being made available agricultural produce being made available around the clock i think although that is a reality i don't think that is the root problem the problem is that the storing facility in india is only being managed by one authority that is the apmcs and there are only a limited number of apmcs and it also varies for example i uh, watched a video on youtube uh, on abhi a news channel and i want to give them a shout out they've done a tremendous job at explaining how these apmcs function so for example for in states in the states of punjab and haryana there is one mandi for every 362 or if i recall correctly every 362 odd uh, square kilometers but in states like meghalaya there is only one uh, mandi for 16000 square kilometers so you see the difference is tremendous the and aspect is not ishan with regards to well while i agree to what you have flagged but let me build upon this whatever vertical that you will give me with my uh, experience on the same i will just give you an alternative perspective mm-hmm. for every 360 kilometers if you have got these apmcs so the produce is also large so you require those many i am not discounting the northeastern states at all but do you think meghalaya has got comparable uh, produce in terms of uh, metric tons uh, compared to punjab Absolutely and haryana not but at the same time they are also restricted from selling their purchase to uh, so that is selling their this, that produce. is exactly the point where this mm. farm bill comes into place that exactly. that now all the farmer has to do is get his produce to the market mm. where the highest bidder is available and speaking of storage i think corporates and as a matter of fact will be able to provide higher quality of storage they'll be able not to preserve their that. produce for longer time no, longer no. duration to add to your and logistical support as well high end logistical support at the same time if i may just bring this aspect out just to sketch this up for you if you look at it it is not only the higher quality look at what pepsico did it didn't succeed howsoever but it didn't succeed because not because of lack of intent mm. because lack of support they would pick up the uh, the potatoes from you directly from the farm in their refrigerated trucks mm. so the farmer didn't even have to come to the mandi to sell his produce what better than the trucks arriving the way fisheries right as a cottage industry mm. is flourished in this country 
that a refrigerated van comes down to your doorstep, picks up your produce and goes off by paying you cash. Mm-hmm. So somewhere down the line, these seasonal crops ended up becoming cash crops. And in case of corporate bias, higher than the market price uh, a lot of the times. Now with that as a backdrop, somewhere down the line, you need to also understand is that you need to factor in two things. First is that the farmer ends up winning in this system. That is the central point of the talk or the theme that I want to bring out. Mm -hmm. We need to deconstruct the myth that the farmer is at a disadvantage. Yes, 101 ways a good law can be projected in a bad light. Howsoever, I am not a mandi head. I am also not a farmer. I am also not a corporate. But I am a concerned and an educated citizen of this society in this country. Apart from that, having been in the government machinery for considerable number of years, I can say with authority mm-hmm. as to understand how the government mind works. And the government mind generally is not punitive towards its subjects as it is being tried to be portrayed in this instance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What we are trying to bring out here is that the government has got the welfare of the farmers in their mind when they enacted. And they enacted this law on the popular demand. It wasn't thought of as a flash in pan. Yes, it wasn't imposed as is being portrayed in the mainstream Absolutely. media. That is the farmers point. were not caught off guard. They weren't. They, it has been the farmers demand for a really long time that they be able to sell to corporate buyers. 12 years years. the last famous uh, agitation I'm bringing out. And this is not just farmers from Punjab and Haryana but farmers all across the country. They've been wanting to sell to buyers. Who wouldn't want to sell to buyers who would pay a higher price? Absolutely. It's such a simple question. It's it's a simple economic aspect which needs to be understood. Money may is the grease which makes this world rotate on its axis. Yes. <laughs> you can't stop the, the rotation of the earth because of regressive policies. Mm-hmm. And if in this case, uh, we are not talking about the large farmers with large land holdings, oblique proxy land holdings. We are talking about here the out and, and down farmer who because of the investment in terms of effort, and money doesn't get commensurate returns and that is the reason why the green revolution is getting successively defeated that is the reason why these very farmers in haryana punjab and other states are selling their lands which are converting progressively into shopping malls and housing complexes yes and more importantly the quality of soil has degraded uh, to a great extent especially in states in states like punjab and haryana where rice and paddy is a contributes to a great percentage of the total produce and rice and paddy are water intensive crops. Ishan, what needs to be understood here, who wants to farm? Today everybody wants a government job. Those farmers' children seeing the plight, I'm talking about the small farmers, Mm -hmm. don't want to take agriculture as a vocation or a profession Mm -hmm. because they know the sorry state that their parents have been. And the parents have been in sorry state not because of lack of application on part of the government for larger part. It is because of these... Lack of opportunity? No, it is because of these uh, leeches who have been sticking on and sucking the lifeblood of a healthy economic system Mm -hmm. which was emphasized with the government. Mm -hmm. You mean to say that all APMCs like every other institution in this country, I can say with assurity that there's huge amount of 
wrongdoings at the APMC and also absolutely APMC is for a matter of, as a matter of fact they don't even I mean they are required to have bathrooms and storage facilities within the mandi which is not it's, it's, it's not observable that the middlemen who are sitting at that place are ensuring that the farmer is underselling and they are overselling at a mm-hmm. price and also they are helping all those elements who have been feeding off the beneficiaries benef- i would say the benefits of or they have been the beneficiaries beneficiaries of this farm system in terms of tax brackets and tax havens that those people who have got land holdings but are not producing anything they are buying off these artias and taking the slips of selling mm-hmm. and at the same time exploiting the ecosystem wow. mm-hmm. to show agriculture produce to so, convert their black money into white by showing it legit tax free earnings wow uh, if i if i understand you correctly sir what do you mean to say is that there's not just the apmcs and arthias or those in the agricultural industry but also other groups of people who are profiting off the sorry hands of farmers yes the people who are profiting at the cost of the farmers is the aspect that i am trying to bring out and are the most vocal if you look at this entire agitational dynamics and if somebody has the patience oblique the perseverance and the intelligence and the capability to gather and draw the threads reverse you will be able to draw each edi- agitational dynamics in each district on to certain people with western interest who stand to gain with this law being repealed wow that's astonishing and to think that these are uh, these are the loudest voices when it comes to raising slogans for the dignity of farmers being compromised when uh, you know ironically these are the people who have been playing off the dignity of farmers except so, for this farm act for which the, there's hell lot of unity that i get to see and agitational dynamics why where, where were these people when the farmers were committing suicide across the country right where was this agitational politics mm-hmm. where was this getting the country to a grinding halt by stopping rail and road and thereafter every other conceivable uh, activity Uh, we are, we were just in the process of coming out of this covid induced lockdown and today you end up seeing that for last a month and a half whole of north india has come to a grinding halt and paralyzed because of no uh, further movement behind delhi beyond the delhi borders on towards uh, national highway 1 mm. and somewhere on national highway 48 whatever you call it somewhere down the line we have to take a judgment call as to how long will this continue so this is the reason why the entire episode i am very happy ishan that you have opened up a channel where we will try to get behind the scenes and the intent because see it is not who is saying what which is important in this country far too many times the person speaking the loudest is considered to be right right let's yeah. debunk that you the if i have understood it rightfully and as you had brought out in the beginning opening statement of yours as i was listening you speak into the camera that uh in the course of the discussion somewhere down the line uh, you will be explaining the intent behind it so while you take that on my last statement on on to it because i have spoken more than uh, what was necessary or rather i would say i have spoken more Maybe. than what i what uh, i had come here for with regards to because i wanted you to speak more and me giving out some comments but since it's a emotional issue and being a concerned citizen in this nation i yes. and it was really important to draw out the gray areas which are not being discussed and for example uh, the fact that you talked about uh, agricultural lands being used as tax havens 
and uh, as a channel through which black money can be converted into white money that is astonishing i hadn't heard this fact uh, until i uh, spoke to you this evening sir all right ladies and gentlemen uh, so that's everything you need to know about the farms bill and the ongoing discourse with regard uh, hope you like this video uh, in case you did smash that like button subscribe uh, share comment i'll also link uh, abhi a new channel in the description below since i mentioned them uh, in the course of the video and uh, stay tuned for more such uh, content uh, i've been ishan on two cents with ishan thank you signing off bye bye